Hey, gang, it's your old pals, Uncle Hank and Kippy Kevin James Ryan. Special announcement, the RU Garbage Patreon is alive. Oh, baby, it is up and running, clean living. Go to patreon.com slash Garbage, where you can get exclusive content. We're going to have bonus episodes every week. We're going to have stuff, uh, me and Foley, from the Hard Feelings Archive. We're going to do live streams. The whole nine yards, get in while you can. Buy low, sell high, what they say. So check it out, everybody. Go to patreon.com slash garbage. We need this! Welcome to another exciting edition of Are You Garbage? The show where you find out if your favorite comedians are classy individuals or absolute trash. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Ryan and H. Foley. Hey, everybody out there, and welcome back to everybody's favorite new podcast. This is Are You Garbage, the show where we sit down with your favorite comedians and find out if they grew up classy or if they grew up absolute trash. I am self-proclaimed garbage from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I am your host, H. Foley, coming at you from what my co-host described as my mom's man cave here in suburban Philadelphia, feeling pretty good. My co-host is at an undisclosed location somewhere in the southern tip of the New Jersey coastline, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin James Ryan, everybody. What's up, guys? No longer a secret. North Wildwood, New Jersey, king of the <laughs> fucking boardwalk. Come see me if you want a shot at the title. I'll be at the fucking Condor waiting for you. Um, guys, happy to be here. Thanks so much for listening. Um, we appreciate it. If you're new to the show, please make sure you go uh, rate, review on iTunes. Full videos up on YouTube. You can uh, subscribe and comment there. We appreciate it. Also, the Patreon is launched, so go check that out as well. Very nice. And, folks, I can't tell you. I can speak on behalf of Kevin and I to let you folks know how excited we are to have this incredibly special guest here on the podcast today. You love him. You wanted him. And let's take our time and go over this rap sheet right here, okay? Let's start out with, uh, you've seen him on Guy Code, you've seen him on Bender, Sneaky Pete, HBO's Crashing, Fake News at Night, Feast of the Seven Fishes movie, This Week at the Comedy Cellar, Funny Pain's documentary about comedy, all right? He is, uh, he put out a special a few years ago, we recorded the special, for some reason, nobody wanted to buy it. So what did he do? He started posting the clips on YouTube. And let me fast forward to about 15 minutes ago. This young man has 1 million subscribers on YouTube. His special, the Crowdwork special, has 2.4 million views. He puts out daily video and daily content that garners millions of views, hundreds of thousands of views in a fucking clip. He has his own multimedia studio. He performs... Sold out shows to sold out crowds all over the fucking world. He's got some of the best fans in comedy. All right. He is the he is the definition of hard work, determination, and talent all fucking rolled into one. He's one of the goats. He's one of the kings. He's the starting fucking quarterback. He's the prom queen and the prom king. And from what I heard right before the fucking pandemic, he was out there at Teterboro Airport price checking Gulfstream fives. <laughs> but the big question everybody in mind today is he garbage ladies and fucking gentlemen as i've said many a times in person and i can't wait to do it again give it up for the one the only andrew schultz everybody nice thank you what an intro what an intro so so deserved that's what i gotta say about that intro man tell me it's true about the g5 
If you start Ooh. flying private, oh man, That's I'm gonna I'm gonna have a poster of you on my wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. next step, baby. You can't be flying commercial anymore. Yeah, I think that's how you get the rape case. I think everybody, <laughs> everybody who went G5, like Louis, I think, started going private. Aziz went private. Every company that went private got a rape case or like yeah. a tranny case or something like that. Eddie probably I, went private jet and then went with the tranny. Yeah, I doubt I, Cosby was flying commercial. Cosby was not in coach. I know that much. He was flying fucking private in the 70s. Yeah, 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 100%. 100%. That's why you got to go clean. You got to go like Burr, start flying helicopters everywhere. That's right. That's a good one. The helicopter, yeah, I mean. That could be a move for you. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm a little freaked out about the the helicopters post-Kobe. I asked asked her about that. He was just kind of like, he's like, no, like, you got to just, you know, look at the weather. You got to be real strong with your convictions when it comes to the weather. I'm amazed with that. Would either one of you ever get into a helicopter with me if I had, like, Three years experience flying a helicopter. Dude, I don't even trust you saying the word helicopter. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. No fucking way, dude. Yeah, man. It'd be, it'd be risque, dude. It'd be, I mean, I'd probably take a helicopter still. Fuck it. If it was a nice day. It was yeah. A nice day. Yeah, why not? I mean, come on. If it was one of the ones up. from Vietnam, like a Huey, I would love to fly in one of those. Yeah. It's kind fucking of fire up the M60, start fucking laying down. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. Little Rolling Stones playing behind me. No, I was talking to Verzi about flying with Burr, and he's just like, yeah, man, like, if there's one person I do trust flying a fucking helicopter that's my boy, it's him. And I was like, I don't know if I have one of those boys. I'd fly with you, yeah. Schultzy. Uncle Hank, I'm right there with you. I'd never put you in danger, I promise you. Thanks, buddy. All right, well, let's. we have limited time with you. Again, we thank you so much for being here. Uh, this is Are You Garbage? Uh, before we start asking you uh, some questions to find out uh, what the situation is, I want you to take me through – uh, growing up in the city. Now, a, a lot of times on the show, when we get to the city kids, it's a little bit, it's a little bit not difficult for us, but it's hard to like get that image of how mm. city kids grew up. Cause we're both trash from the suburbs, you know, I fucking riding, gotcha. riding dirt bikes and construction sites and jumping creeks and all that kind of stuff. So I just want to get, before we get into the questions is, you know, take me through how you grew up in the city. I know your family, you guys are kind of in the union square area mostly, right? So, uh, yeah, I grew up in the East Village, but we moved down there when I was, like, in fourth grade. So, before that, I was, like, on Upper East Side and then Upper West Side. Yeah, I don't know. It's, like, I don't have anything to compare it to, but people think, like, growing up in the city is so weird when I describe it to them, but I just don't understand what else there is. I, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard for me to describe it as odd. You know, I guess I'd go over to my apartment. If there was a park, your parents take you to the park to hang out when you get old enough to go out by yourself, you just hang out on a stoop and you drink some 40s on a stoop or something like that. So maybe we didn't have, I don't know, the fucking local McDonald's or wherever you guys would hang out on the range. But like, that was what we did. We just kind of felt, found some place outside. And yeah. I want to get into that more specifically. But before we get into that, tell me, like, what did your mom and dad do growing up? Your mom, it was a dancer, correct? Or is a dancer? My folks had a, uh, a uh, ballroom dance studio. Uh-huh. Kids all fucking class. These are learned fucking people he comes from. Learned people. Uh, yeah. were, we walking, were we doing good on the cash at this point? Like, were your parents doing well, or did they start at the bottom? No, well, I think they were, well, my mom is, like, dirt poor from Scotland, came here, and then she becomes, like, the best dancer of her generation. She was, like, three-time U.S. ballroom dance champion, and she was just like... What? I didn't yeah, know that. She's a beast, man. She's a beast. So it's like... 
she came here. And then my dad um, grew up in Manhattan. And then like when he was a teenager, they moved to Jersey, uh, to Montclair, New Jersey. And then um, he was in the army and then he got out of the army. He was in Baltimore and then he got into the news business. And he was like at the same news station as Oprah. And then what? he came up what? to, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. And then, uh, matter of fact, a friend of his used to get head from Oprah. Shut up, right. dude. Yeah. I, I said this the other day. I said it on Twitter. Yeah. When you came through with the fucking, the whole caller daddy business, when you fucking oh, didn't yeah. go out on a date with that chick. You're like, you're like fucking Forrest Gump of modern entertainment oh. right now. Oh, He's just yeah. in the middle of everything. Ah, my dad, my dad <laughs> fucked Oprah, you know, it's crazy. Okay. No, my dad never fucked over, but a guy that he worked with said he used to get head from Oprah, and he was like, he literally said to my dad, he goes, he said to my dad once, he goes, let me tell you something, this kid is going to be a star. That's <laughs> we got the clip. Cut it, print it, fatso. Let that uh, run. That's too fucking funny. Uh, that's <laughs> crazy. She's good. I'll tell you that. She's good. She's all right. She's all right. My, uh, my father said that... Um, well, my father's like memory's gone. He's like losing all his memory. The beauty of that is like he probably doesn't even remember telling me this. So like, mm -hmm. sure. did you say that? Like, if you try to sue him for slander, he'd be like, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? That's all. Also, getting a blowjob from an early Oprah is like something you don't tell for a couple of years because you don't want anybody knowing, and then you're like, oh, never mind. I got a, I got a head from Oprah. You got to wait to the peak of Oprah. Yeah, yeah. that's when you drop that shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, like the more successful you get, the better girls feel about your one night stand mm -hmm. like yeah you know what i'm saying like the more that like if you're just some bum they're mm -hmm. gonna be like, man he really tricked me out of some pussy but like if you <laughs> really if you start really making it all of a sudden it was like Ooh, it's I'm a story crazy. yeah crazy weekend in vegas right mm -hmm. <laughs> you're not some douchebag that said you were a doctor so that yeah you're not some fucking landscaper or something that you know <laughs> you got head behind a wendy's Right, exactly. So, but yeah, so they, then he came up to New York and he produced uh, the news um, in, in New York. And he did like these really cool stories. Like he did the first ever story on like hip hop music, like with like Russell Simmons. And like he went up to the Bronx and like Grandmaster Flash and all these guys. Like he did this really cool shit. And he was always, and he did a story on my mom. And then uh, they just started dating. And then, you know, I, I, I became me. And then uh, he started working with my mom and like basically running the dance studio from like the managerial side. And they just taught partner dance. It was really cool. And they just did some, some great stuff. And they, they're like the perfect example of like, you just do something good and then good things end up happening for you. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. they literally just like preserved certain dance forms that weren't popular. But like my dad just thought that they were beautiful. My mom thought they were beautiful. They didn't want them to die. So like swing was one of them. Like he was like, my dad will get written out of the history books with swing, but like the swing resurgence is because of my dad. In the, what? In the nineties, you mean? Yeah. Like, so literally he went up to this club, I think it was called the cotton club in like Harlem and they were going and he would go cause there was this dance and he would see like no kids were there dancing swing. And he was asking the, the guy and girl who put it on this old black, this old black couple. And he was like, what's happening to the dance? Like, why isn't it being passed on to the next generation? And they were just like, yeah, the youth doesn't care. So like, he like asked this guy who was one of the original Savoy dancers, like from the Savoy ballroom or whatever. Maybe it was a Savoy ballroom. And um, I don't even know what that is. So that's yeah, a Fol right Foley's never been in a ballroom, so. <laughs> but in a ball pit. It's a lot better than the Cotton Club. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, little, it's a little nicer than the Cotton Club. It's not in Harlem. Uh, so, 
So yeah, so they just like, he was like, hey, can you just teach this dance to some of our teachers? We'd like to just like keep this going. And I'm, my parents would call these like swing dances, like, like at random like restaurants and shit like that, just creating a place for people to go out and like partner dance since they were teaching lessons. And then swing exploded. Like it yeah. exploded. That shit was, was hot for a while. It was yeah. huge in LA too. It was, there was a thing called West Coast Swing in LA. There was that movie Swingers. Where uh-huh. like, and the, the style of swing that my parents taught and that was taught in my parents school by these like swing legends um ends up becoming the big style and none of the other studios taught that style so everyone came there it was like the perfect example of like yo just do things for the right reason and then you'll get rewarded monetarily and um i just remember going to the studio and there'd be like fucking 40 people in every single room and the studio got bigger and it was like what a crazy thing so we're talking about classy people here and i like that but this is the one thing i I want to know they're like classy people well immigrants can go either way real scottish woman from like the hood outside glasgow like (laughs) if i say her neighborhood to scottish people they're like oh like real (laughs) rough shit dog yeah we found out this show is called are you garbage or were you raised by immigrant parents sometimes so it's like (laughs) the same it's the same thing right um before we get into the questions, I just want to know, take me on a typical night, as specific as possible. Now, when you say the East Village, so you're what, 35, 36? 36 years old. Yeah. So you're talking, you're 12, 13, mid-90s, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 83. I was born in 83. Yeah. Yeah. So the East Village in the fucking 90s, you're 12, 13 years old. You're obviously not going out with your parents. What are you and your boys doing? Like, are you guys hopping the train? Are you going out to fucking Coney Island? Not leaving the city. I, 12, 13. 12, 13 is early, man. I'm trying to think. Like, 12, 13, maybe we're – I wonder if we were even going to play pool. We're probably just going to see a movie. What we did was – there was – I forget the exact age of this, but we figured out how to sneak into my local movie theater. There we go. Movie theater had like this back, both of them. There's one on 11th and 3rd, and the other one was on 12th and 2nd. And both of them had this back entrance. So if we got one person to buy a ticket, we could go in and then sneak in the rest of us through the side entrance. And then we figured out how to use like all the back places where they like uh, put the garbage, you know, like they clean out the movie theaters and then they go through that little exit sign. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie theater and there's like an exit sign right next to the screen. Oh, you know? yeah. And we found out like how to kind of like get through it. So we just watch movies. I think that was around that age. That's like middle school, right? Middle school, yeah. school something like that. But yeah, it was boring. You don't do anything as a kid in the city, you know, like my private school friends, they weren't even really, they weren't even doing a lot of drugs or anything by then. And like, <laughs> It's it's a weird age, 12, 13. You're not doing yeah. anything in the city. I picture, like, basketball diaries. That's what I picture yeah. you guys all. High school, though. High school shit gets crazy. High school. Really? Is, yeah, that's when, like, that's when, like, you see the kids start fucking with drugs. And then, like, the private school kids, like, they realize their parents don't really care about them that much. So they start, yeah. like, acting up and hoping to get attention. So they're throwing parties at their house. And then all the hood kids are coming to the parties to sell them the weed and they're stealing from the house. (laughs) It's like a law and order episode. Bro, I I would have private school friends of mine that would call me and and specifically they'd be like, yo, do you think you could bring your black friends? We got this fight uptown and we we just, (laughs) but they say my black friend, like don't bring you. You you might be able to fight, you might not be able to fight. But if you just bring the black guys, they'll be intimidated and then this won't (laughs) thing. Yeah. Don't don't bring don't bring Tommy with you. Yeah 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 yeah. We need Jamil. 
So I yeah, love that. Different times, man. Definitely different times. It's crazy because, like, from suburban kids to think of having, especially the fucking East Village, having that as your backyard. It's crazy, dude. It, it blows our minds. And I'm sure, you know, the but, opposite. But, dude, you know what it is? It's like you have all this freedom because you can walk around and it's there's all this shit going on around, but you can't do any of the shit. So it's like yeah. when you're in the suburbs, you walk around your cul-de-sac and there's nothing to do. And I have better shit to look at, but it's actually worse because I'm just looking at all the shit I'm not allowed to do yet. Right. You know yeah. I mean? like, I'm just as bored and people are having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They say like most crime happens in areas where like uh, you're like there's relative poverty where it's like the poor people live right next to the rich people. Mm-hmm. Poor people see how poor they are. <laughs> You know what I mean? But yeah. like in Haiti, you're not stealing because you're like, oh yeah, that guy's poor too. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So it was like, that's what it was. So yeah, we got an earlier start, probably around like 17, 18. We probably started going to bars and clubs and that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Earlier years, you're just fucking bored. You're playing video games. You're doing nothing. You're trying to like tap the, your cable box to get channel 35. That was like the porn thing. <laughs> we were doing the same my, things. That was one of my questions too. Oh yeah, dude. I mean like my mom fucked up like classic like poor immigrant thing the second she got some money she just got the cable package with everything she just mm-hmm. went through everything right what? my mom did weird flexes with her money like she the second they started to make money my mom got a cleaning lady to come three days a week Whoo, she might be garbage that, that's <laughs> a- but because that's her thing is like of all the ways you could spend your money, right? Like you could like develop like trusts. You could find different ways. My mom was like, I don't want to do, I don't want to vacuum. Like mm-hmm. that, that's what she, I don't want to do laundry ever again. Yeah. I don't want to vacuum ever again. Three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like I just smelled like fresh laundry at school every single day. At least she spaced it out. I like the fact that she spaced it out because it would have been real trashy if she had them, if she had them come three days in a row. Yeah. And then fucking Thursday to Sunday, you guys are fucking struggling. Yeah, dude. All right, perfect. Yeah, that was it. So there's a bit of a new money aspect. That's yeah, interesting. My mom is pure new money. Yeah, (laughs) so so was my dad, dude. It was the same way. Yeah, and my dad is more like, uh, my dad is like end of money. Dad's family had money back in like the 1800s. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Like that money slowly evaporated. Like my dad's family business was called Auto Typists. And they were typewriters. So my, my grandfather and like my great grandfather, I think we're in the typewriter business. So like basically you're just seeing the just, end, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like falling apart. But rich people don't stop acting like they're rich. Yes. No, not at all. Not you know, at like, all, dude. They got to keep up appearances, man. Especially Manhattan or New York. You got to keep up fucking appearances. I, I remember my girl telling me like her grandparents, like they were broke by the time that they were like dead pretty much. But they made maybe like they had like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. They like gave away a hundred thousand of that hundred fifty thousand to charity because that's what rich people did. Like, mm-hmm. they so they had it. to show, yeah. They would rather front like they had money than have people. Wow. So your dad's not your dad's not like driving around the city in his own limousine, like driving and then hopping into the back <laughs> when he pulls oh, no, up no. to a light. <laughs> my dad was wasn't part of the generation with like money, money. It was part of the end of it. Yeah, but that legacy kind of stuck through. Not with him. Like, he has zero ego, zero any of that kind of stuff. Like, he's one of six kids, you know what I mean? Like, he actually, like, enlisted instead of, like, you know, fake. Like, he couldn't get into the army. Sure. 
playing the flat feet or what everybody else in the family probably did. Asthma nice. or something, yeah. Exactly. So it's like, no, he's a real one about it, but it just is interesting to see that like kind of downward trend, you know? Okay. It's the opposite. Like she's like on the come up. So she's like, ah, what can you do with money? Cleaning ladies. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Dude, we have, this is how. What do you do with money? He's like, save it. It goes yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit don't goes, don't. Yeah, balance your savings account every month. You know what I mean? Reconcile that shit. I think we need to donate this to a museum. Yeah, right. We're getting a new whirlpool. What are you talking about? I love it. Um, all right, so that's a pretty good dynamic. That, 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 that's good info. So that kind of gives us uh, that gives us a lot to work with here. I want to start uh, uh, the Are You Garbage questions in the house with the, with your mom from Scotland. Um, what uh, like what kind of soap would you guys use in the shower? Did you have like a bottle of like bar bar soap bar. Irish soap like Irish, Irish Spring or something like that? Like cheap shit. Like you have to understand. Like Scottish people are cheap. Yeah, they're isn't aren't they like the cheapest? Like the cheapest. But here's yeah. the, like. You have to understand, like, my parent, we moved into the dance studio, so we had a 4,000-square-foot loft. Jesus. Right? That was a dance studio, and my mom, like, tricked the people in the building because it was – this is down in the East Village where you had to be an artist to buy it. So my mom's like, yeah, I teach dance lessons. And they're like, oh, they'll have, like, one person in there every once in a while. Not fucking, like, 80 people at a time running up and down, using the elevator, breaking shit, leaving yeah. the stairwell. You know, so everybody in the building fucking hated us. The, bu- the business did well, and then we moved in. So we had this mm-hmm. place. But, of course, my mom is like, Irish Spring support, head and shoulders. I didn't have anything in my refrigerator my entire life. We ate oh. every single meal was delivery. My mom does not know how to cook to save her fucking life. Really? The red sauce. I'm telling you, you it just you can't imagine it. It's just like that's pretty trashy. So like no snacks in the house growing up, no nothing. I mean maybe fruit roll-ups if I really leaned in and picked them. Like we had cereal boxes, right? But it was every meal was ordered in chili. I would make the chili and the canned chili if I was hungry for like a snack. But there wasn't Ew. like I remember going to like people's houses and like you go over there and the moms are like making you sandwiches and shit. And I'm uh-huh. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I literally, when I first met Italian people, I was like, my mom not love me? Like, I, I, I literally didn't understand it. I was like, I know, what's going on? Like, I thought my mom loved me, but then these Italian moms, they just feed you and they give you drinks and snacks. And there was a cabinet that had, like, all the snacks. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, dude, Italian moms run a tight Come fucking on. ship, dude. Pantry. Dude, I had a buddy of mine growing up. His name was Derek Yadgaroff, Jewish kid. They had a fucking pantry. There was a whole door you opened up. It was like a walk-in closet. Just yeah. roller bars and snacks and chewy bars and all this other shit. And I'd just go in there. I'd open it. I'd look through it. And I'd just close it. It was like mm-hmm. some Instagram models. Like, <laughs> pictures. Yeah, yeah just, I got to get the fuck out of here. I wouldn't even take anything. Yeah, I didn't yeah. do, But it was just amazing that it existed. Dude, I remember the first time I went to my buddy's house, same thing. They were new money, like new money. His dad was a construction yeah. worker. There was really no money there, we found out at the, at the end of when that, when, that, when that train crashed. But they opened up, dude, I remember opening up his pantry door was a walk-in, and he had fruit roll-ups, fruit by the foot, and gushers. I was like, dude, this is like aisle nine at the fucking, at, at Whole Foods. Oh, yeah. It was fucking <laughs> clean living. That is the trifecta. Man. Love a good love pantry. It. Damn. That's, that's a, he's painting a picture, man. So with that being said, I want to work backwards a little bit. Yeah, sure. All right. As far as the are you garbage questions. Um, have you ever taken a full size pillow 
on an airplane. Oh. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. That's, that's fucking, fucking Yeah. That's that's bargain. That's a bargain ticket right there. That's a middle seat. If you're walking on a fucking plane with a full size pillow, you're getting in a middle seat. That's crazy. No, no, no. no. Um, okay. Right, while we're still on, when you travel, will you buy a meal like in the terminal and then take it on the plane and eat it? Uh, if I'm yes, you'll eat anything. Like if you get a if you get like a a burger, you'll take a burger on the plane and eat it. No, nah, because so here's the thing. This is the reason why I do it. I usually wouldn't. I just eat whatever the fuck is on the plane. Mm-hmm. Like. I've been trying to not eat uh, like bread yeah. and refined sugar because it makes me kind of constipated. And also I'm vain and like I get to stay in better shape without working out as much. Sure. So you can't do that on the plane. Everything on the plane is like a version of nuts or, yeah. cola or something like bread, whatever. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, fuck it. Let me just get some Asian shit while I'm in the airport, like something with rice and like chicken or whatever. Okay. And I'll do 100% I'll bring it on the plane without a doubt. Okay. Speaking of constipation, will you shit on an airplane? I will shit in any location. Really? I can shit anywhere. I prefer wow. shit on an airplane. I enjoy it. I look forward to it. If I have to take a shit before we're about to take off, I hold it so I can oh. shit on the airplane. Yeah, there's part wow. of you that's crazy. You all, you do have this like you you do have a fucking wild side to you. I love that. Some would say that's garbage. I'm like that too. I can shit anywhere. I don't even care about the. Putting the paper, do you, put, you yeah. put the you put the toilet paper on the seat or any of that bullshit? I'm not gay, <laughs> bro. I wipe the bowl so I can go cheap to bowl. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. I'll do that. Comfortable yeah. for me unless I'm cheap to bowl. I have to feel my skin touching mm-hmm. the bowl. Yeah, I gotta I spread it. my butthole out. Yeah, it's poopy that, going. Definitely that option. Very um, interesting. All right, so you take your shoes off on the plane. Depends. Depends on what? So how this long, is a, this could be a good gauge. Is, it's how long the flight is, and it's also how tight the sneaker is. Like, my feet will swell up on a fucking plane. Yeah. So if I got a tight sneaker, yeah, I'll do it. But if I'm wearing some loose shit with the laces undone, I'm not. I'm, I'll rock it for a couple hours. But you'll keep them underneath the seat like a gentleman. You're not, like, flaunting your feet around. Oh, no, I'm not. No, 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 no. That being said, actually, no, no. You know how I sit on planes? This is what I do. I put one foot in between the armrests in front of me and then the other foot in between the armrests in front That's of me. That's fucking, that is garbage. That's Dude. garbage, Schultz. I'm at the gyno, baby. That's what I'm <laughs> Okay, I need my papa smear. Dude, oh, that is trash, dude. If you no. were behind Kevin, he would fucking oh. lose it. Oh, dude. You got to bump my foot down. If I bang into your elbow, it's staying there until you do something about it. Oh, my God. I can't look at you the same anymore, Schultzy. I can't look at you the same. Okay? Wow. I think you're weak. And also, gender is not an issue to me. If you're a woman and I bump the elbow and you come back, you have to nudge my foot off of the armrest, and then I'll let you have it. But I got to see if you have – I got to see if you're (laughs) bald. This guy is nuts. That's my fucking seat rest. I like that. I, I like put that. Foot up, I put the foot up there before we take off so middle seat knows what's going on. Has anyone ever been like, what the fuck are you doing? All the time. I weirdly feel entitled to it because I'm tall. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's so uncomfortable for me back here. Like, you should know that I'm going to try to stretch out. Somewhere. Sure, sure. Yeah, terrible rationalization, but I get it. I don't know. For me, it's like I'm suffering, 
And like, I actually really resent when I feel like shorter people take the bigger leg room or like exit seat. Like, I don't think that should be allowed in a lot of ways. I know you're supposed <laughs> to like, you know, it's a meritocracy and everybody's willing to pay more money. They should be able to access it. Yada, yada. I don't think it should be allowed. I don't think it should be allowed. I don't know. I like it. If you, could, if you buy the seat, you buy the seat. That's what I like. Go up front, you poor fuck. Yeah, that's the problem. That, that's, that, that's poor person's first class right there. But it's not. It's like you're spending 15 more dollars than me. I would have spent the money too, asshole. It's just yeah, if I could have got there. Yeah. It checks in three days before the flight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, just give me that. I need that. I require that. Foley has to reserve his seatbelt extenders before he gets on the plane. Yeah, that happened, that happened once, man. That was so embarrassing. Bro, you got to cut that shit out. Cut that fat shit out. Man. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It was double embarrassing because I was the I was in the the, the place where you might have to do something if something happens to open the door. You're doing, yeah, you're the hero aisle. And for yeah, I was in the hero aisle and I needed a seat extender. And the guy came up and he was like, "Hey man, listen, if you need a seat extender, you, you can't. can't be in the hero aisle. All right, we no. don't want you. Well, yeah, we don't want you clogging up the doorway, fatty." So not only did they move, they had the ass two in shape guys to be in the hero seat. And like some fucking boy scout in the back is like, I have no problem doing it. And then I had to get up with my girlfriend, go sit in his seat. And then the guy came back a couple minutes later and handed me the seat belt. Dude, holy shit. Now, do you think they were worried at all? If you were the first person that jumped out, that other people would like jump on top of you like you were the boat? (laughs) Quick, get on his neck. (laughs) <laughs> hanging on to me like leo in the titanic dude dude that's the most tragic i would have cried if i saw that in if i saw that in real per- real time that's terrible this is how garbage this is how garbage i am the second that they got that snack card out i was fucking double fist and cheetos two seconds oh, later. yeah <laughs> jesus All right. christ let me ask you this what yeah. is the most expensive pair of sweatpants that you currently own because that's class to me I usually get my sweatpants when I'm, oh, I'm having, I'm, I have an Ame pair of sweatpants uh, that's probably pretty expensive. I don't What's know. it called? Ame de, what is it, Leon or something like that? It's I don't even know what the fuck that is. Holy shit, that sounds like some fucking Illuminati shit. I like it. Up. Let me look. Um, if I don't know what it is, Foley definitely doesn't know what it is. Let's put it that way. It's Ame Leon Doré. It sounds fancy. The guy's from fucking Queens. It's like, oh, uh, okay. Trying to ha- but it's like a fancy streetwear brand. I'm going to try and see how much. Um, they can't be more than right three hundo. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. I think three. probably a hundred and change maybe. That for a, for a high end, I mean, for a high end sweatpants, that, that's what they're going for. At that most sounds pretty expensive to me. At most 200, but you have to understand, like I get most of my um, sweatpants when I'm in Portland and I go to the Nike employee Ooh, store. Oh yeah. So if I'm doing shows in Portland, I hit the Nike employee store, it's 40% off everything in the store. Yeah. So it's like, I don't buy the Nike track suits or whatever. I'm getting it half off. That's what I'm flying. Schultz is hitting the outlets. Essentially, Schultz. the thing about the Nike employee store is it's all the new shit. But don't you, you have to have an in, or can you just get in? You got an in. Uh, you got, need an in, yeah. but it's pretty. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's got an in. What are you talking about? He's wearing two hundred dollars pair of sweatpants. This is my city, okay? Even if <laughs> it's my city, okay? 
All right, I got, I got one. This is something me and Foley were talking about the other day. Um, nice. If, if you had to go to uh, like an event, you know what yeah. I mean? You were going to a first Holy Communion or something along the lines, and you had to wear a basket. You had to wear a sports jersey. Okay. What is the classiest and least classy sports jersey out of like a football jersey, a basketball jersey to not wear to a sporting event? You got to put it trashiest? on. What's the trashiest one? Starting first. Oh, no. What's the worst one to wear to a. Yeah. Yes. Not a sporting event. event. Oh, no. but without a doubt, fucking Knicks jersey. Like some basketball jersey is the worst. You and think? The best. Like you could actually wear. Bro, what are you going to. What else? At least <laughs> the fucking, the opposite. <laughs> I think I say the opposite. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'll wear, I'll wear a Sixers jersey to a wedding. A baseball jersey has buttons. You could argue that it's somewhat fancy. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you the buttons. The buttons, you got a button up right there. That's a button up. That's a button up. That's a fully functional button up. So I would say the fanciest, without a doubt, is a rugby jersey because it's like, that's a sweater. They're called sweaters, I think, right? It's got a collar. Yeah. Like, I would wear that out. I'd wear that to me like my girl's parents or something like that. Yeah, That's okay. Easy. But basketball jersey has got to be the worst thing to wear to anything. I don't know. I feel like there's no point in time you should ever wear be, be wearing like a football jersey to anything that's not a football game. If I – you ever see some just a dude eating dinner in a football jersey? <laughs> that's not at a nice restaurant, I guarantee you that. Like a Rams jersey? That's fucking garbage. Yeah, especially if he's not in the city that he's living in, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, you can't even make football jerseys look cool. Like, No, because they got the elastic like, on the arms. It looks like you got fucking shoulder pads on. Yeah, dude, you can only wear a football jersey if you're that guy. <laughs> like, you have to be that guy's jersey. Like, yeah. If you're wearing a football jersey, you should have been playing football recently. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yes, that's that's my only point. That's pretty bad. No, I've never had a football jersey, I don't think. I'll fuck with a little basketball jersey every now and again, though. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Okay. All right. Growing up, did your family ever have Sherbert? Yeah, probably. That's trashy. Did you guys have beans? Did your mom ever make you beans for breakfast? That's a big Scottish thing. Baked yeah. beans for breakfast. No, nah, I, I honestly don't remember her making us breakfast, really. <laughs> Dude, that's bad. If you're doing if you're doing takeout breakfast, that's fucking. She's doing trash. takeout breakfast. I don't know about takeout, but like my dad would go out and he'd get like a pound cake and some bagels, or like we'd have cereal there that we could eat. I'm telling you, there wasn't food in my house growing up, but not because my parents didn't have money. It was just like they were busy doing other shit. Like yeah, yeah. My, my mom, my mom never learned the rules to having money. That's a generational wealth thing where they're sure. like have yeah. different of silverware and have nice folded cloths and like all these little things that rich people need to do with their money to like prove that they're actually rich to each other my mom never learned that so she didn't care about it so she didn't value it like my mom didn't care about having a nice car she's like we'll just get the thing where we could put enough stuff where we could go to the beach mm-hmm. you know what I mean? so yeah. she's like it's functional was like exactly she treated cars like she was like an acidic jew she's like just get me a fucking toyota sienna yeah you know, and then we could Put the most things in it, and then we could go to the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, like my dad what was just my mom. Uh, Toyota Corolla that I I I was either I was given 
uh, by my cousin. My my cousin gave it to me. White Toyota Corolla. Ooh, that's a tough look on a Corolla. Uh, a white Corolla is bad news. That's pretty trashy. Uh, drove it across America. It was free. Drove it across America. I land at my school. I drop my friends off that drove across America with me. As I'm exiting their driveway, slam into a boulder. I drove 3,000 miles without, without as much as like denting the car a little bit, right? Oh On the way God. out of their driveway. Boom! Jesus oh Christ. God. Talk about bad. bad fucking luck. Bad news. Bad news. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, All right. This is fun. I like this. Yeah. Thank you. It's a good time, um, man. All right. So now, now obviously you, you got your own spot. Are you live with your girl or no? Yeah. 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 yeah you live, live with your lady. Uh, do you guys do, do you have laundry in house in the building or do you do drop off service? In-house, or pick up service? You got one in the unit. Yep. Woo! Damn. That's fucking clean. This, kid, this guy's living. This guy's a Kennedy. Holy shit. I had that for a How little bit. How much cash dude. you got on you right now? Let's quit screwing around. I so my next my question is, what's the pin number? What's the pin number on I the card? I, I need the last four digits of your social and uh, yeah. your mother's maiden name. That's what I need. Now, the, uh, now in my place, I have a place in Gramercy uh, that does not have laundry in unit. Okay. Huh. But... That's- Laundry in the building. You gotta go downstairs. That's a saving grace a little bit. Not that many people use it. It's not like you're at like the fucking coin out place humping laundry and with a bunch of, you know, housewives. It's got a nice credit card thing that you put in, but not for your credit card, but like it's yeah, like nice. A, it's a little bit more fancy. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're clean living. You're not pump you're not pumping quarters like a jerk off. There we go. I got a question for you. Talk to me. In your place now. Because I know it's a different situation growing up. And your place now is the big question on are you garbage. Where do you keep your ketchup and where do you keep your syrup? Because growing up, the syrup was in the fridge and the ketchup might have been in the fridge too. All right. That's, okay. one, that, that's one out of two. It I should think- be open bottle of ketchups in the refrigerator and an open uh-huh. bottle of syrup is left in the cabinet. I agree with right? you. Right? I, I- leave the syrup out um ketchup is a doozy but all i try to leave almost all condiments out maybe barbecue sauce i keep in there yeah you gotta keep a cold barbecue sauce you need a cold barbecue sauce if you have butter in the house where do you keep the butter you keep it in the fridge you keep it out on the counter no this this is class the butter's outside the fridge dude it's on the counter no garbage that's garbage dog Garbage. What do you think about that, Kevin? Garbage, 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 garbage. No, dude, that's if Schultz does it, that's garbage. it. That's a staple right now. Buddy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Garbage people, garbage people have a fear of things going bad. So they put everything in the fridge when it doesn't have to be. Clap. <laughs> a little container that they cover the butter with and they just leave it on the counter because. They want that butter ready to be sliced and put on top of a piece of bread at a moment's notice. Not some frozen fucking block that you got to like mash into the bagel and cut through half the bagel to get it. You leave the butter out. It's not even a question. It's not even a question. 
That, no, no, that's no. Okay. Hang the gavel. The yeah, judge has spoken. It's different though. They, ref but at night. All right. So this is my thing. You can keep it out. You want to be. I, listen. I grew up. I grew up with the with the with the glass thing with the top and the butter in there. I grew up with that. But the butter sleeps in the fridge. It's got to sleep in the fridge. You can't leave the butter out overnight for five, for a week. Honestly, dude. I have no fucking clue, bro. If my girl puts it back in the fridge, she does. I have no clue. Every time I see her using butter, it's out of the fridge. So I assume it's always there. I've never taken it out. I've never put it back in. So okay. I'm not exactly sure. I assume you leave it out if it's pure class. But I do not know. I do not know. Actually, can I tell you what I think it is? Yeah. Go ahead. I think you have one piece of in the outside thing. And then the rest of the butter stays in the fridge. Sure. Yeah, you better and not I think have you a... only put the piece that's in there the outside go. thing. It could be half a stick. I think that's what it is. Okay. That's okay. That's my suspicion. Okay. I'll give you that. You I'll give you up? that a little oh, bit. Yeah. We'll clean yeah, it we're up. breaking up a little bit. We'll clean it up. It's fine. That's okay. uh, that's all I got for you, Schultz Kippy. You got any more questions? I think I got one or two more. Real quick. Real quick here. Um, I'm still baffled by that feet oh. on the feet on the armrest on the plane. That still fucking baffles my mind. Family vacation. Where would you guys go on family so vacation? Anywhere that uh, I would bully my family into going to uh, places with good surfing because I grew up surfing, weirdly enough. Ah, so I didn't I'd know be that. like, yo, don't we want to go to Costa Rica? It's sick. All the family vacations usually um, revolved around my hobbies, like surfing or skateboarding or that kind of shit like that. But yeah. Okay. All right. My, mom, my mother hated that. She's like, here I am, first time in life, that's it. I gotta go watch this fucking kid surf. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I gotta say, after the butter thing and just that argument that you put forth through it, you're all class in my book. And I, I do have one more question I want to hit you with um, that I know is going to be a yes to all of us. It's going to put it over the top. That Schultz is all class. Have you ever dated any of the following? You ready? Okay. A model. Yes. An actor. Yes. A professional singer. Define professional. <laughs> <laughs> Open mic singer, I'll give you. Something like that. Okay. Like once to firing singer, sure. Okay. That's all class in my book, Kippy. Yeah, clean with it. I don't know. He's got a couple of blemishes in the file, but... <laughs> Overall, we think you're all class, Schulte. Uh, thank you so much for sitting in with this. Um, is there anything you want the folks out there to know that they, that they might not know, which I doubt it, but anything you want to let them know anyway? I'm, I'm, comfortable, um, I'm comfortable with whatever your guys' assessment is. If it's, if it's trash, if it's class, either way, I'm honored to be uh, judged by you guys. I love you. Uh -huh. I wish you the best of luck with this, man. And I can't wait to uh, get back into the clubs and do some shows with you guys soon. Thanks again, guys. Everybody, make sure you check out Andrew Shopes. He's all over just about everywhere you could possibly think of. This guy is there. If you don't already know, which I'm sure you do, that's why you're listening to this. Check him out. The King, Andrew Schultz. Thank you, buddy. Bye, guys. Up.